Welcome back, Giants fans. So today we have two topics to talk about. Number one is Daniel Jones' fifth-year option on his contract. There are reports coming out that the Giants are not expected to pick that up. And number two is talking about the impending free agents that are currently on the Giants, guys like Will Hernandez, guys like Evan Ingram, Jabril Peppers, and all of them. And I'll talk about their future with the Giants or whether they may be somewhere else. Hopefully you guys enjoy the video. Leave a like, always helps out. And let's get into it. So we'll start with the Daniel Jones fifth-year option thing. So Jordan Ronan of ESPN, pretty much says he expects the Giants not to pick up the fifth-year option for Daniel Jones, which is really not a surprise. I think we pretty much expected that to be the case. Daniel Jones' first three years has had injuries, still has a lot to prove as the Giants franchise quarterback, so it makes all the sense in the world to just not pick up that fifth-year option and let year four play out. Now, there's a couple things that could happen in this scenario. So, of course, 2022 is going to happen. Daniel Jones is most likely going to be the Giants quarterback next year. So what could happen is Daniel Jones can play very well and earn himself a contract extension or even get franchise tagged for next year. Or on the flip side, if he has another bad year, another injury-riddled season, the Giants can just let him walk for nothing. So... That's the bad part about it, though. You don't want a quarterback. Of course, it's a very quarterback-driven league. You know, teams trade for quarterbacks all the time. Look at the return for guys like Josh Rosen, Sam Darnold. You can get a pretty decent return for quarterbacks. Now, what would Daniel Jones get you right now? Probably no more than a third and a fifth, but at the same time, it's better than losing him for nothing. But the Giants are going to play the game of probability, and hopefully Daniel Jones has a good year next year. That's the best outcome for you know, the Giants and us as fans. I think, you know, the problem we face here is that if Daniel Jones has an average season next year, you're going to leave 2022 with still a lot of questions unanswered. And we entered 2021 as a make or break year for Daniel Jones. And we're kind of extending that make or break year for another year. And I do in my heart believe the Giants are not moving off Daniel Jones because honestly, there's just no better replacements. You look at the free agency list, you look at the draft right now, there's not like a no doubt franchise quarterback in this draft. And the free agent list, I mean, there's some guys, there's the Mitch Trubisky types, the Marcus Mariota types, maybe even Jameis Winston, I doubt the Giants would go uh, would go that route. But at the same time, there's no clear, much better answer over Daniel Jones for 2022. So that's a problem the Giants face right now. Now, the problem is you guys might be saying, well, it's only one year. Why not just pick up the option? Well, look what the Carolina Panthers did with Sam Darnold. The Panthers, of course, trade for Sam Darnold last offseason. Darnold, of course, is a year ahead of Daniel Jones. So the Panthers picked up his fifth-year option, and now Carolina's forced to give Sam Darnold like eight 18 something million dollars this upcoming season and the Carolina Panthers I'm sure do not want to be in that situation so you run into that problem of if Daniel Jones really doesn't play well in year four and or gets injured then the Giants would have to pay him like 19 something million dollars in the 2022 season when they really wouldn't want to if he does not play well this upcoming year so the safest way to go about this is you decline the option like they're most likely going to do and just let the year play out if Daniel Jones really plays well in this system with Brian Dable, with Mike Kafka, with hopefully healthier weapons, whether Saquon Barkley's still here, guys like Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Tony, maybe we draft a wide receiver, sign one, I have no idea, whoever the tight end's going to be next year, because I have no idea, but if we get the healthy weapons and Daniel Jones picks up the system quickly and is very good in it, 
and we do find out that Daniel Jones hasn't been good because of his surroundings, then hey, maybe the Giants actually get in a spot next offseason where they can extend him or even franchise tag him to, you know, at least make him prove it for another year. So this is the safest way to go about it because if you did extend him right now for that fifth year and he really did not play well this upcoming year, you would be in a very bad spot next offseason. So I agree with what Joe Shane and the Giants want to do here. Of course, Daniel Jones is not a Joe Shane guy. He's not a Brian Dable guy. He was drafted with the Gettleman and Shermer regime. So that's in the past. But John Mara has came out and said, we did everything in our power to screw up this kid when talking about Daniel Jones. And I do believe Daniel Jones deserves a fair chance. Now, there are some Giants fans that are very, very confident that Daniel Jones will have a great year next year. And some fans like myself are not as confident. I feel like I've seen a lot with him and I've seen some great games from him going back to that Saints game last year, going back to the Washington game in week two. We have seen some amazing Daniel Jones performances. Go back to his rookie year. I know it was against, you know, soft competition, but those games against the Jets, the Lions, Washington, he's had some great games in his career and you could see the potentials there, but Daniel Jones has never done it consistently. And he also makes those very bad decisions with the ball. He'll fumble, he'll get hurt. Like there's, there's reasons to like him and not to like him. So to me, I'm definitely not sold that Daniel Jones is the guy for the future, but at the same time, you might as well just trot him out there next year and see what you have. There really is no downside to it. My problem is looking forward I don't want to lose the guy for nothing. Like, I'd rather get a third and a fifth for Daniel Jones now than to lose him for nothing in the future. But at the same time, you may as well just play it out, see what happens. And if you have to miss out on draft picks, then so be it. You might as well just see what you have in Daniel Jones and give him a fair chance with, once again, healthier weapons, a better play caller, and hopefully a better offensive line. Now, with that said, and I've said this in the past, of course, I do think the Giants would benefit from trading one of their picks this year in the first round, five or seven and get extra picks for next year because if the Giants are in a situation where they need a quarterback next year, they will now have the assets, or more assets I should say, to trade for a quarterback from a different team, trade up for a quarterback in the 2023 draft, and take it from there. Like You don't want to go into next year with limited assets. Like I'd rather trade one of these picks if if they get the right offer. You're not going to trade the five or seven pick for nothing, but If they can get, you know, a first-round pick this year, another third-round pick this year, a first-round pick next year, and another third-round pick next year, get, like, four picks for one, then, yeah, you probably pull the trigger and, you know, get those extra picks for next year. And in the event that Daniel Jones has a bad year, you have the assets now to trade for a quarterback from a different team or trade up in the 2023 draft. So I think that makes all the sense in the world. It just comes down to getting the right offer. So now let's go through the free agents that are currently on the Giants, and we'll talk about whether I expect them back, whether they might go somewhere else, retire, not play anymore. We'll talk about it. Nate Solder is the first one. 33 years old. He'll be 34 next year, I believe. Yeah, he's gone. That's pretty much all I can say. He's gone. It was a contract that was just way too much for a guy of of that caliber. I mean, Nate Solder was an average left tackle. We gave him A-plus money, and it was a disaster. He played terribly. He had some injuries. He did some family stuff, of course, which I feel bad about, but um, he also took off 2020, and yeah, it just did not go well whatsoever. So Nate Solder is probably not going to play in the NFL anymore, I would assume, and I would think he's going to be retired by the time next year starts. But yeah, Nate Solder's career with the Giants is over, no doubt there. 
Austin Johnson at defensive tackle. He played 57% of the defensive snaps last year. He's a guy I could see returning. Now, it depends what Don Wink Martindale is going to look for in his uh, his defense. If he wants a guy like an Austin Johnson, then I think the Giants could re-sign him for a cheap one- or two-year deal. And Austin Johnson did not have that bad of a year. Last year, he put up a career-high 72 combined tackles, a career-high three-and-a-half sacks, and ultimately had some really nice games for the Giants this past season. So I could see Austin Johnson making his way back. It's not going to cost you a ton. Maybe a two-year seven, six million dollar type deal, hopefully. So I could see it happening. It just depends what Don Martindale's defense is going to look for when it comes to that nose tackle position. Next, we have Billy Price, who's 27. This is one I could see the Giants moving away from. Of course, Billy Price was kind of just like a just a last-second effort to get themselves some offensive line depth. They traded, um, of course, B.J. Hill, who's a good player, to Cincinnati. He really had a really nice year with the Bengals, unfortunately. Not unfortunately, but just for us, it's unfortunate because that was actually one of our pretty good players. So B.J. Hill was not worth giving up, and Billy Price was not worth trading for. But he did play most games for the Giants this year. He had some moments where he looked awful. I guess he had a couple nice plays here and there, but for the most part, Billy Price showed he should not be a starting center in the NFL. So I'm sure he'll go on somebody else's practice squad or whatever, but I just don't see his Giants career going any further. Next, we have Evan Engram, 27 years old as well. This is definitely an interesting one, a former first-round pick. Engram's had his ups and downs for sure. His rookie year, he was great. He was pretty much the only target in town because that was the year that B. Marsh, Odell, Shepard were all injured, so it was really just, you know, Evan Engram and Eli Manning together on offense, but Orleans Darquois, Roger Lewis, that was a great team, yeah, but anyway, so um, I do think Evan Engram is one of those guys where he may just benefit from a fresh start. It's kind of like Jalen Rager with the Eagles. Rager might be a decent player elsewhere, but just his career in Philly is just, it's just not meant to be, and maybe Evan Engram as a New York Giant is not meant to be. He was a favorite of Joe Judge. They had a really good relationship of of course, Joe Judge is no longer here. So I could see a world where Evan Engram does move on. Now, I definitely could see a few teams out there falling in love with Evan Engram. He's definitely a appealing asset. Not many tight ends have that skill set, that straight line speed that Evan Engram possesses. You know, a team that likes to run a lot of crossers. I think the Buffalo Bills would be a good um, example of that. But anyway, a team that runs a lot of crossers with their tight ends and things like that. Evan Engram may be a good fit for a team like that. But the problem is Evan Engram's had his injuries in the past. He's had his drops, his inconsistencies, just very bad moments with the Giants. And I I think with Giants fans, not me, because I I do like Evan Engram. I do think he puts in a lot of effort, and I I could tell. But it's just, with some Giants fans, they're never going to like the guy. That's just pretty much how it is. We're going to root for Evan Engram, but some Giants fans are just never going to like the guy that much. I get it. So... With Evan Engram, though, I would assume his Giants career is probably over. But if Brian Dable really is like banging the table and says, like, I need this guy on my offense, then there's a chance. But I just think he might do better elsewhere and it might be time for a fresh start on a different team. Next, we have Jabril Peppers, who tore his ACL at a bad time last year. I guess it happened somewhat early. It was like late October. But of course, you never want that to happen in a contract year. He's still 26 years old, but Jabril Peppers had a more diminished role last year. Yes, it's a new regime, so that, of course, can change, but I think the writing's on the wall that Jabril Peppers' Giants career is probably over. I guess he could be resigned, but you do have uh, Xavier McKinney. You do have Logan Ryan next year under contract. Like, There's not like a need for Jabril Peppers right now, and I do think there's safeties in the draft or even safeties in free agency that can fill the role of Jabril Peppers at a much cheaper cost. I'm sure Peppers is going to look for 
a good amount of money because this is like the first real payday he's going to have. This is still his rookie contract, so I'm sure Jabril Peppers wants to go somewhere where there's length on the contract and security and pays him pretty well. And I don't think the Giants are in a position right now to give him that type of contract. So it's unfortunate. He was one of the leaders on defense, one of the uh, locker room leaders, seemed very well liked, but I just think his Giants career is most likely over and he may get himself like a three-year deal for $25, $30 million. And it really depends how much he's going to get on the open market. Next, we have Will Hernandez and his Giants career was a very weird one because he showed promise his rookie year, had a above average rookie year, I would call it. And then he just went downhill ever since. And I think last year was his worst year. He went from left guard to right guard last season. And he was very durable. I'll give him that. He was like the only offensive lineman that actually played every game, I feel like. But Outside of that, you know, there was little to be desired when it came to Will Hernandez. He just kept declining once again, and I just think his Giants career is probably over, unless, like, somehow Joe Shane and, like, this new coaching staff really saw something they liked with Will Hernandez that we as fans were not seeing. I guess it's possible, but I would think in all likelihood, Will Hernandez probably probably goes to a different team, and he tries to find himself elsewhere. He's another good guy. He just, you know, I think he's a good locker room guy once again, but just... I don't know, the play has diminished over the years and it's just not really a, just, he's not a sure thing. He's not going to get a guaranteed starting spot on this offensive line next year. So I just don't really see why Will Hernandez will come back here in the first place. I'm sure there's other teams out there. They may want his services more than we do. So that's just how it's going to work. But yeah, his Giants career might be over, unfortunately. Levine Toilolo, I would think probably is done here. He, he tore his Achilles, I believe, back in like July or something. So yeah, he's probably going to be gone. Um, I don't even know if he'll play in the NFL again. Hopefully he does at some point. But yeah, he was just kind of a failed experiment with the Giants, unfortunately. Mike Lennon, probably gone. I don't see that one happening. 32 years old. I'm trying to think who else is really worth mentioning. Nate Ebner was a Joe Judge guy. He's most likely gone. Danny Shelton was out of, you know, way out of shape. He's gone. Reggie Raglan had his moments. If they want to re-sign him for depth, I can see that, but there's probably other guys they want to sign instead, so I would think his career here is probably over. Elijah Penny's interesting. I don't know if the Giants want to go with a fullback next year. I don't remember. I mean, I know that the Bills had a fullback in the past. It was uh, that Patrick DeMarco guy, but I don't know if if, uh, Brian Dable wants to use a fullback like that, but if he does, maybe Elijah Penny's back, but I wouldn't count on it. Lorenzo Carter's interesting. I just made a whole video about him a couple days ago. So if you missed that one, go back and watch it. But yeah, there's a real dilemma with Lorenzo Carter because he finally started to play very well the final month of the season, but he really did not do anything the first 10 games. So you're wondering, was he finally fully recovered from the injury and and playing well, or was he playing for a contract in that final month? I don't know. So there's a very, there's a lot of questions with Lorenzo Carter. My preference is I want to give him a one-year contract for about five, six, seven million dollars and bring him back for one year. And if he plays very well, you extend them. If he doesn't, and it was just a fluke for a month, then you let him go in 2023. So anyway, you have Casey Kreider, Corey Cunningham, Dante Pettis, Colin Gillespie, Keon Cross, and guys like that. Doesn't really matter as much. I mean, Casey Kreider, of course, being the long snapper, I didn't really notice any issues with him. Maybe he's a guy they want to re-sign. Corey Cunningham for depth reasons. Dante Pettis, of course, was a former high second-round pick, showed some promise, but never stays healthy. Um, Keon Cross, and I guess the special teams guy, didn't really show me that much, I feel like, so, you know, they could probably do without him. Yeah, I think the only guys I could really see coming back, I'll go down the list here, Austin Johnson, I could see a world where he comes back. I guess Evan Engram, maybe, that's a big maybe, though, I'd say there's probably like a 20% chance, realistically, he's back. 
Maybe a guy like Elijah Penny once again. I just don't see many of these guys coming back. I mean, I know it's a new regime and these new GMs want their own guys, but I just don't see many like desirable options on this you know, current Giants free agent list. There's not many guys. Lorenzo Carter is a name that I would like to see back for one more year, but does Joe Shane feel the same way? I mean, maybe not. So that's another wait and see. But anyway, that's going to do it for the video. Hopefully you guys enjoy. Leave in the comments, who do you want to see re-sign next year? What should the Giants do with Daniel Jones' fifth-year option? Hopefully you guys enjoyed the video, and I'll talk to you guys next time.